Welcome to Busy Moms Podcast. Hang on and here we go. Well, hello again and happy new year. Um, we are back, ready to go. Um, we have just finished um, wrapping up our last series called Bring in the Present, which was all the beautiful ladies of the Bible and their stories and how we were able to relate them to basically everyday life. And we decided, well, not that we decided, but we realized, obviously, there's a lot more women in this Bible that we don't know about. Some names are going to be familiar to people because of whether you've heard people say certain names are like, she's being a Delilah or whatever that you want to hear. But we've decided to dig a little deeper on these women. And we are actually, we are um, using a book that... Uh, actually, Mandy and I have known about for a long, long time, but we decided to bring it back around, and it's called The Bad Girls of the Bible, which, I don't know, I just feels kind of cool seeing it. <laughs> 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 but we decided to actually break it into three parts, because there is a lot of women who are pretty bad. Some are a little bad, some of them are pretty bad, and some of them are like, bad bad and we're actually gonna start with the baddest of bads we're gonna and the title of our series is actually all the sinful ladies and these ones are bad to the bone so we have a quote for you heaven has no rage like love to hatred turned nor hell a fury like a woman scorned willem congreve (laughs) so we are in genesis chapter 39 verse 1 whole chapter Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all of that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So he left in Joseph's care everything he had. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. <laughs> I love how that one's just put there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Now, Joseph was well-built and handsome. Yet another pause for dramatic effect. (laughs) And after, after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants were inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak with her in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak behind in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her husband's servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. 
She kept his cloak until her mas- until his master came home. Then she told him the story. That Hebrew slave you brought, you bought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him and showed him kindness and granted him faith in the eyes of the prison warden we can probably stop there because she's not even mentioned after that (laughs) (laughs) her baddie be done her baddie be done and did anybody notice that she doesn't have a name no she's only known as potiphar's wife i don't think she deserves it i don't think she does either (laughs) i don't think that this was her first go around here i don't think joseph was the first guy that she decided to do this with he was just the first one that refused because (laughs) it was a sin against god not that it was a sin against his master but a sin against god yeah which Mm -hmm. yeah which i like even more that he didn't Mm -hmm. even say like regarding the master like this is a sin against god like we just don't do this stuff. That's right. <laughs> that and the fact that it was not this one and done. Oh, look, Joseph's so hot. Okay, I'm going to try this. And I'm going to, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. No, that's mm-hmm. not what happened. She, she had pursued a, him. Yeah. Like, well, and she had a plan. Mm-hmm. There was no servants around that very last time. <laughs> She'd finally had it. She was like, I'm getting this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she sent all the servants away. I mean, nobody was in that house other mm-hmm. than she knew that he was going to be coming in because he had to do his work. Yep. And took advantage of that. Mm-hmm. She planned. She planned for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I, I, I just have to say, like, when, when I was reading this, you know, um, the, you know, in the, in the Bible, it says Joseph was well-built and handsome. We don't hear that often. We don't hear descriptions of any of, uh, you know, heroes of the Bible. And um, It's to or, the point where if you get a description, it means something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like where it says, uh, he did not concern himself for any, with anything except the food he ate. Why did they put that? Yeah. Well, that's regarding Potiphar. Exactly. But that's a descriptor. So they're letting us know that he was fat. (laughs) (laughs) He's picky about his food or was he concerned because... He didn't have a care in the world. He didn't care anything. Joseph took care of everything. But see, Joseph was a Jew and he was Egyptian. So Mm -hmm. there were certain foods that Joseph would not eat or touch. the, The Egyptians would not eat in the same room with a Jew. So it was detestable to them. So that could maybe explain why he was concerned about his food. Possibly we could go that route and think, or we could still, he was picky. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because they were very descriptive of Potiphar and of Joseph. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what Potiphar's wife looked like. I mean, other than she was a seductress. (laughs) (laughs) And you can make up your own, whatever you want to think of that. But yeah, we we don't know if Potiphar was fat, but we do know he was captain of the guard. So yeah. honestly, he could just have been eating a lot of carbs because he's working. You know, did they know what carbs were back then? Well, I, <laughs> you know what I mean. He's eating a lot because he's training the guard. You know, <laughs> no. he works out a lot, so he needs his carbs. He needs his food. I don't know. It could it could be anything. There's no. <laughs> I don't know what they ate of each other. I'm just kidding. That was just funny. I was like, I have to think. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, wait. 
<laughs> Anyways. So, I mean, there's there's different theories for why Potiphar was concerned about food. He's picky. He was very, very active, so he ate a lot. He was a glutton, and he was fat. I mean, it could be anything, for all we know, but that's not explained. All that explained right. is that he's fixated on his food. <laughs> <laughs> and that Joseph was handsome. handsome. And well-built. it does state that in the Bible. It says... <laughs> now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. So we can think of um I don't know. I can't even think of anybody. <laughs> He's the Chris Helmsworth. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's well built and formed and he's handsome. And we can say that I I mean, if Potiphar's always gone and Potiphar's wife, obviously she's left at home to with the servants. So I guess she needed to find something to she's bored. It could appease her time. Yeah. And in I mean, Potiphar ends up bringing Joseph in because he's a good man. He's able to manage things and leaves Joseph in charge of basically the household other Everything. than. Everything. Other Everything than except her. Yeah. So And she's a bored housewife who probably should have taken up knitting instead of <laughs> ogling slave boys. Did they knit back then? <laughs> <laughs> Basket weaving? <laughs> Maybe she should have just stick to going to the what, where would they go to go shopping? She didn't. To the, the servants did that. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't do that because that's like beneath She'd just her. go hang out in the garden. <laughs> and sunbathe? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I would. Not that, not, but I guess that, I, I don't know. I guess I would be pretty bored. I mean, mm. if I didn't have anything to do, like if you really had servants literally to do everything for you, because I'm guessing she was of a stature that they probably even dressed her like she didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. But it still doesn't give her the right to do that. No, know? but she was idle. She was at yeah. idle's hands. Idle the hands. Devil. Yeah, it's the devil's work. <laughs> there we go. She, devil's in work in hand. You know. So she was, like you said, bored housewife. This was a challenge. He told her no repeatedly, and yeah. she was just like, <laughs> challenge accepted because nobody tells me no. Yeah, because yeah. she's just to get in her way. She gets everything mm-hmm. that she wants. That's right. And he said no, and then How I guess dare what dare you say no to me? Yeah. <laughs> I guess what bothers me more is that, of course, she gets him into a situ or has him in a situation where all the servants are gone. Nobody's there. It's just the two of them. He tells her no again because it's a sin against God. And close enough, which I I don't know how close you have to be, but I guess close enough for her to be able to take his garment off. Mm -hmm. And then he runs. So, I mean, at that time, I'm thinking, okay, she's now she's just going to be a scorned woman because she's mad. But. No, like she is going to use that garment <laughs> against Joseph because she really didn't get what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And he gets put in the jail and he really didn't, he didn't, did nothing mm-hmm. other than follow be every stand up guy. Yeah. yeah. She and didn't get her way. She didn't get so her way. So she's getting revenge over not getting her way. I but mean, look how God used that. Yeah, exactly. Look how God used that. You're in prison. He's got to think, well, no, I'm not going to venture to think what he thought in that moment. But. To be to be at the height and then right back down again. Oh, yeah. now I'm in prison. But then Pharaoh and dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and if anybody knows the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, you know the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Love it. But so, what can we learn from this woman? There's got to be something, right? Oh, there's there's a, quite a few that we um, we got to stand our toes because um, we never know when temptation is going to arrive wherever we are. 
Yeah. Because, you know, Satan is always ready to be jumping on our shoulder, putting all those little bad thoughts in our head that you're not good enough for this or Mm -hmm. that's just really too hard. So why don't you just find the easy way out and everything? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, it happens. We're all human. We are all sinners. So, I mean, for us to say even between the three of us that we do everything right, I mean, I'll be the first one to say, (laughs) yep, I messed that one up. And I mess up multiple times during the day. (laughs) And that's why I need to go to church twice a week. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Because darn it. Temptation. Make it through Sunday. <laughs> well, temptation, you know, for Potiphar or for Potiphar's wife, temptation was adultery, and that's not, yes. you know, it, it, for everybody, temptation is something different. It doesn't right. have to be adultery, but in this story, it was. Yeah, you know, so I mean, temptation is idleness. Temptation is drinking. Temptation is food. Temptation. Temptation is anything that we know we're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you just want to make it in simple terms, yeah. I mean, it's, it's everything true. that we should not be doing. Right. So in order to combat the temptation, you, it's always smart to surround yourself with support. Yep. Go to church. Yes. Get it, get in a Bible study. Um, be it, accountable to someone. Yes. Yes. Like well, you if know. you have that person that you can call and just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going through a tough time. Um, can you just like check in on me like once mm-hmm. a day and I will be very truthful and tell you where I'm mm-hmm. at at this point in time. So yeah. that way you can tell me you need to stop doing what you're doing. I mean, how, I mean, even when, uh, even our friends and stuff that are in AA, they have their, what is that person called? Their support? There's, yeah. Their like mentor? Ment- is mentor. Yeah. Is that I mentor? I mean, isn't that, I mean, that person's supposed to be like ready, 24/7. like 24 mm-hmm. seven and everything. So that way, if they feel like they're going to relapse, find your mentor person. Yeah. <laughs> find your, like Ephesians six eleven. put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Amen to that. Amen. So, you know, find your support people, but also put on that armor. Because it's there. God gave it to mm-hmm. us. And if you're tempted, talk to your husband before. Yum. Before you do anything. Talk to your man. Yeah, He's your mean, helpmate. It's not even just about temptation to have an affair. It's a temptation for anything. He is your partner in yeah. life. Yeah. He's your person. <laughs> yeah. He That's is, what we say. He's your person. He's your person. <laughs> He's, your person. He's gonna know if something's not right. Mm-hmm. Or he should. And if he doesn't, you gotta tell him. You gotta tell him. Let's be honest, ladies, sometimes it's very easy for us to hide what's going on oh, and yeah. what our struggles are because we don't wanna we don't wanna break. No. We don't want to be the mess either. No, no. no. We don't want anybody don't to want, see our mess. Well, we don't want anyone to see our mess, and we don't want to have our person cleaning up the mess mm. that we made That's because right. we're supposed to be the ones cleaning mm. up everybody else's mess. Because, yeah. like, I'll just tell <clears throat> an, an example that's happened to me this week. I had a kidney stone on Tuesday. <laughs> I went home from work thinking I was going to the ER, and I felt horrible. And now it did pass. I felt better, but I felt so guilty the whole rest of the day. Because I was hurting, I didn't feel good, and I did nothing. And my husband is sitting there, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just not, I'm not cooking. I'm not cleaning. And he's like, it's fine. You're hurting. <laughs> he's like, you're, you're in, allowed. He's like, you're in pain. You're allowed. Like, you don't have to get the kids yeah. in bed and, and or baths and things. He's like, we're going to go pick up dinner. It's fine. And then he'd be looking at me like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm just sitting here idle. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here and I don't feel good, but I'm just sitting and not doing anything. I'm sorry. And he's like, that's my job. It's okay. You're hurting. Partner in life. Part, right? You know, mm-hmm. he's, he stepped up, but he kept having to, I'm guilty of that. I don't want you to see my mess. I feel horrible that right now we're eating fast food because I don't want to cook. Right. 
you know, and he's just like, you have a kidney stone, woman. <laughs> That's what he kept saying. You have a kidney stone. You don't feel good. And I'm right. like, but this isn't right. You know, I totally get it. Yeah. And then when we, when we do stumble, mm-hmm. when Which we, we do will. mess up, because we mess up all the time, yep. confess it. Don't hold it in. Don't bury it down. Don't, because that's where you get all this. Well, if somebody finds out, then I will be looked at badly mm-hmm. or there will be consequences. Well, you know what? Face it mm-hmm. and you'll feel better. Like I'll always feel better. Yeah. Amazing, right? Yes. Always. <laughs> We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Holy Father, we ask, we thank you, first of all, we thank you for these stories. We we thank you for your word that we have this to go through. We have this as our guide for life. We ask that you help us to guard our hearts against these temptations and to use these wonderful people that you have put in our paths to keep ourselves on the right path, on your path. Lord Jesus, in your holy and precious name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Our blessings to you, and remember to fight for those 15 minutes.